0: I'm like, you come from South Carolina all the way back on the back row, God bless you guys. That's very special to me, South Carolinians, Sandlappers. Y'all may not know about that, do you? Well, it's good to have everyone today. Uh, I want to, before we jump into the Word, I, I do want to share an update. Can you say legacy with me? You may not know what legacy is and if it if you don't it's just because you haven't been here uh for a while or you've never been here before but legacy the the place you're sitting in right now is sold and our campus here is sold and uh we've we're in the total massive process of buying another campus right down the road just a couple of miles uh it's about five acres and uh, just a beautiful place anyway uh, our goal is by May 1st to have raised $150,000 going towards the down payments in the beginnings of everything. And every week, uh, I've been, m- almost every week, been giving you an update. And last week, we had just broken 100000 and that was a beautiful thing. And this week, now we're over 112000 So, that's wonderful, huh? Oh, y'all got to do it. There's a little more shouting you than that. Come on, come on, come on. So, what a wonderful thing. There's a lot of movement with that right now. Um, um, So, been in lots of meetings, design meetings, and planning meetings, and meetings and meetings, and meetings about meetings, and lots of meetings with... It's a huge undertaking, but uh, God is with us. The fire has moved, the cloud has moved, and we're super excited to just go wherever God tells us to go. We're going to dive into God's Word here in just a moment. If you'll pray with me, we're in a new series called 4G. Would you say that with me, 4G? 4G. 4G, that's uh, real important to us, and I'll explain a little bit here in just a few minutes what that is, but if you'll pray with me right now, just ask the Holy Spirit just to touch us and and to move upon us and uh, to bless our guests. And Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you that you're moving in our midst. Lord, we thank you that we go from glory to glory, line upon line, precept upon precept. You transform us. Transform us by the power of your word. And we just ask that you would move Holy Spirit in this place right now. Thank you, Jesus, that you didn't leave us alone, but you sent the Holy Spirit to be with us, to strengthen us, to fill us, to lead us into all truth, to help us to become more like you. So we say, have your way today. Uh, Speak now. Uh, Touch every life here. We pray a special blessing over our guests in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Last week began 4G. 4G is, what does it represent? We have 12 values right now, uh, well this morning or even even now as our core class is going on. Our core classes used to be always every quarter and we saw that the core class was becoming a bottleneck. A lot of people couldn't just make it on Saturdays so we decided Um, Church is growing, God's moving, and we decided to to, uh, have the core class every week. So, every week at 10 o'clock, if you should be in there right now, it's a little late, but you could run in there, I guess. But um, our core class is at 10 o'clock. We did that so that you could come to another service and attend the core class. The core class consists of our 12 values. We probably have hundreds of values, but 12 really stand out to us like worship, like the Word presence and so forth and so on under those 12 values they fall under four g's the first one is grace would you say that with me grace Grace. how many you know that you're saved by grace how many you know it's not according to how good looking you are how cute you are how talented you are, how beautifully you can sing, how many people you can lead to the Lord, how many know that you're saved not by anything that you can do. You can't poke out your chest and say, look what I have done. You're only saved by His great love, His great mercy towards you, His great grace towards you. Everyone say grace. Grace. You're saved by... That separates us from every world Religion, Every cult thinking, it's not by works. It's only by his amazing grace. Are you with me? Once a person is saved by grace and they have been absolutely impacted by the great affection of the love of the Father, and they experience that truly, when they have a true experience with Jesus, guess what that, I think, naturally will take place? that you will want to grow in knowing Him. Everyone say grow. Grow. That's the second G. Grow. Anytime that a person's healthy and uh, anytime a person eats, eats the Word, eats food. Sometimes we grow too much when we're eating too much food, amen? But anything that's healthy grows. God wants us to grow in Him. I asked you last week, I said, look at the person next to you and tell me, can you tell if they're a grown-up? You can do that today. Can you tell if they're grown up? Mm, by what? By, by what? J.O. if they have hair or they don't have hair, or they, their hairs fall out, they color their hair, or they have wrinkles or what? See, you can grow old and not grow up. How many of you know that? And so God doesn't want you just to grow old. God wants you to grow up. wants you to mature. Grace grow and today where we want to camp out on is this groups why groups because groups it's not just a little kumbaya around the weenie roast we want Jesus to come by (laughs) y'all but it's just not out of a traditional way church traditionally is like Sunday 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 come once a week Sunday Sunday man the Bible says The traditions of man makes the word of God of no effect. We don't believe in empty tradition and doing things out of religiosity because it's always been done that way. Actually, biblically speaking, small groups is very, very, very theologically sound. If you look in Acts, right today, they met in the temple daily, and they met house to house temple not just Sunday if you do this you just fly in a circle not just house to house but both you need both wings and that's absolutely the Bible and I want to talk to you today for a few minutes you're gonna hear from our city group leaders in a a few moments you're gonna hear from some city group leaders in a few moments and I just want to hopefully put faith in your heart when it comes to small groups and how Bible, how Bible they are, how Jesus wants to use small groups, how small groups are used to uh, transform people's lives. Grow, you grow you uh, emotionally, grow you relationally, grow you mentally, grow you in every aspect. God uses small groups. Listen to this uh, quote today by Margaret Mead. She says, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizen can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Small groups change the world. Let me, let me give you a, a perspective out of the Bible today of the importance of small groups. How many people were used on an ark to save all of humanity Does anybody know? Have you read that story? It's called Noah. Come on, Noah and the ark. How many people were were on that ark? Huge ark. How many people were on it? Everyone say eight. eight. Number of grace. Eight people were on the ark. God used a group of eight people to save all of humanity. Then for 400 years, God's people is in slavery. Guess who God uses to lead them out of slavery? Three two, siblings, Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, three people. Three, the, the power of small groups. Guess who, okay, used them to lead them out, but then God used another group to lead them in, lead them into the promised land. That was Joshua and Caleb. Or, can you feel where I'm going today? The power, if you look in the Bible I would challenge you to tell me where God uses mass numbers compared to small groups, small numbers, individuals, and remnants of people. Anybody ever heard of Gideon before? Gideon was tripping out, totally wigging out, in a wine press, threshing wheat, the angel of God comes to him, oh mighty man of and all of a sudden, God uses Gideon in order to rage a war against this country that was coming against him. So, look what God does. Gideon's got 32,000 people, and God's like, I'm paraphrasing, but like, oh, that's too much right there. Go ahead and tell everybody that scaredy cat going home. And all of a sudden, he now has 10,000 people. All right? Oh, that's still too many right there. Take them down to the creek. We want to see who drinks a certain way. And before you know it, the ones that drink like, kind of like a dog, and their, their hands was 300. God says, that's who I want to use. And God uses 300. Why does God use small groups? Because he wants to get the glory. He doesn't, he doesn't want someone else to get the glory. He wants to know it's not by many or few but it's by the spirit of the living God. Anybody ever ever heard of Jonathan and the armor bearer? Oh, y'all with me today? Come on, tell your neighbor to wake up. Come on, go with me, go with me, go with me. Jonathan and the armor bearer, they went against an army more than the sands of the sea and God used two people to rage a warfare. It ain't by few or many, but it's by the spirit of God. Come on, if God before you, who can be against you? God bless you. I hope faith would arise in your heart that it's not always someone. Old oh, Jeff's going to do it, or or, or, or Anthony's going to do it, or Tony's going to do it, or said, no. God wants to use you and I. I pray faith arise in your heart in the area that God uses remnant of people. He uses fat Christians. Come on, faithful, available, and trainable. And if you're willing, God wants to use you. See, if you, you, if you change your world and I change my world, then we can change the world. But God wants to use a, a, a small group of people in order to do that. How many of you ever heard of David and Jungle Breath Goliath? It wasn't a massive amount of people that changed the world. Matter of fact, there was two militaries that were absolutely on each side of the valley that wasn't doing anything old jungle breath of Goliath came out day after day intimidating the army of Israel finally God sends this guy 15 year old kid come on why because God uses man he uses man and he uses small groups what does David do David is the catalyst that brings a great victory that day for the army of Israel how many of you ever heard of Esther and Mordecai Huh? They they saved the people group of Israel. Are you? Are you feeling me today? Because I'm not really feeling it all the way with you. Are you feeling with me today? The power of small groups that God wants to use you and I. In. Has Has anybody ever heard of Jesus and twelve disciples? He didn't go out and say, oh, I got to get a million people because we're going to change the world. No, I'm going to go get uh, 12, the dirty dozen. I'm not even going to get them out of the church. I'm going to go down to the tax booth. I'm going to go down to the lake. I'm going to get some guys that don't know what's going on. I'm going to train them up from the ground up because I want them to understand the revolution uh, that I'm bringing on this earth that's going to change the world forever. Who knew that a Jewish carpenter and 12 guys was going to create a revolution today? Christianity, the largest, come on, listen to me, the greatest, largest religion on the face of the earth. Began with a small group. He sends out 12, Luke 9. He sends out 70. Luke 10. All of a sudden, in Acts 2, Jesus is already ascended into heaven. Peter gets up and preaches along with the 11. Come on, somebody say small group. Small group. He gets up and preaches. 3,000 people are saved, water baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, Peter package. Bam, bam, bam. Why? 3,000 people. That's going to change the world. What had happened was 120 of them were sitting in a, somebody say a house? They were in a house. 120 in a house waiting on, they don't really know what they're waiting for other than the promise of the Father, the promise of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit blows through the house. There's fire that lands up on their shoulders that looks like tongues, a divided tongue, and they're all filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered and dude from on high, and they become world changers. My heart is for you to become a world changer, not just dabble into a little bit of religiosity, but God wants to raise up in this day and time a generation of world changers. Are you with me today? I could go on to tell you about Saul and Barnabas and Paul and Silas and Paul and Timothy and and Elijah slaying 450 false prophets of Baal. And how about this? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm gonna get those that will not say a peep in church to talk to me right now. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Listen, King Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow to your system, to the world system, and they're thrown into a fire, you know the story, but this is my point. Three men Three young men, unwilling to bow, changed the nation of Babylon, changed the decree, changed the decree, the heart of the king, because a small group would not bow. And because of that, that whole nation was turned upside down when they they saw these three not willing to bow to the knee to this golden image. God uses small groups. Why do you say all that, J.O.? Because right now I want to introduce to you Bobby and Risha. They're wonderful, dynamic leaders in our church that have taken on this area of city groups. Our small groups are called city groups. They come in all kinds of forms. They come in all kinds of looks and all kinds of flavors. And uh, they're going to share with you a little bit on city groups, and then you're going to hear from actual some of the city group leaders, some old, some new, and I I just want you to get a good feel because if you're not in a city group, I just want to encourage you that you can become part of a city group that can be, listen, a world changer. Would you put your hands together for Bobby and Risha this morning?
1: Thank you, J.O. Thank you very much. (laughs) I want to make sure you guys understand something. This is not about us. Okay? This is about Jesus. This is about bringing glory and honor to his name and fulfilling what he called us to do in the Great Commission. You know, We say frequently it's not the Great Suggestion, it's the Great Commission. That means kind of requirement, mandate, let's go. Okay? If it's about anyone in this room other than Jesus, it would be about the leaders that we get the opportunity to support. These are people just like each one of you that every single week not only attend service, on a Sunday, but they open up their house so others can have a relationship for the purpose of discipleship. That's what they do because they believe that's what they've been called to do, and they're faithful to that. So that being said, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk a little bit about the business of city groups, kind of let you know the state of affairs. Then we will also um, share some of the heart of Citigroup. But we're going to start with my beautiful wife, Arisha, because I believe she has an amazing message from God about city groups. Now, we lead a city group on Wednesday nights, we have two kids, we have life, just like all of you guys do, and God still always manages to give us the grace to lead that group. So with that being said, give it up for my wife.
2: Oh, good afternoon. Um, I just wanna be really transparent. This is not where I feel comfortable, but when Bobby asked if I wanted to share something, my first reaction was, No, I don't want to do that. Um, I'm, believe it or not, very introverted. I would like to talk to you behind this couch where you couldn't see me and you could just hear my voice and it'd be really comfortable for me. But sometimes God asks us to do uncomfortable things. And if we stay on this side of that, we'll never step into this side of what God has for us. So please forgive this little thing here. Um, Um... There have been times when I have felt very unequipped, and sometimes do. So I'm speaking to people in here that feel like maybe you don't have anything to offer. Um, Once you start relying on your own strength, that's a dangerous place to be. you got to rely on the strength of the Lord to give you what you need to step in, what he's calling you to do. Um, Some nights at group, we have an amazing group. We have not a small group. We have a small, large group. And I love each one of them. And I'm so thankful that people have stepped out to start our own groups so that we can facilitate the growth in our church. Um, we are getting a new building, so we're gonna need people to help the, the inflow of people. Um, I can't, we can't facilitate 50 people. That's not a small group. That's like fifth service. We have to like have more people. Um, as long as I seek God, he's faithful to meet me. He always shows himself faithful. And by the end of the night, I'm usually still tired, but I'm full. God isn't asking me or you to be proficient in the beginning. He's seeking our obedience and he will provide the courage, the tools, and the grace you will need in this process. We might, you might not be called to lead a group, but we've been made to live this life in both the corporate service <laughs> and the house to house.
0: That's a wing right there.
2: <laughs> um, Just I had a thought, I had a thought. You know, you can be a great churchgoer, right? And you have this really strong wing right here. And then sometimes you're kind of fickle with a small group. You have a little wing and it's kind of, this little thing over here. You ain't flying. You might not fly in circles, but you're not gonna get very far. You're gonna struggle. Um, Small groups, city groups, shouldn't be considered a hobby. They should be considered a necessity. Hobbies are very one-sided. Hobbies are things that make us feel good. Hobbies are things that we usually do on our own or with people, but it's usually like this. City groups should be like this, and then like this. You're receiving, and then you're pouring out. Acts 2, 46 through 47. And day by day, tending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those being saved how cool is that we get to see people get saved day by day
1: amen thank you very much Risha so because Risha didn't feel called to or excuse me because Risha didn't feel comfortable doing it does that change the anointing that God uses in the words that she speaks no No. in fact it probably deepens it it probably strengthens it because she has to rely on him Most of the things that we do in our daily lives, if we did them in our own strength, we would fail. I know, I've tried, and I failed. (laughs) It's true, but it's through God that we're allowed to accomplish things. It's through God that his strength, and when we draw from that well, it's so much better of a process. So thank you very much, Risha, for sharing. Uh, Before I get into one last thing, I wanna wanna thank Andy Clark. He very much assists me. So if you can just clap for him. He's in the back. He's kind of one of those behind the scenes people. But definitely he's a huge support to me, and, and very frequently, whether it's it's within our own group or whether it's within uh, City Group Ministries as a whole, he's very much a, a person that I rely on heavily. So thank you, Andy. Um, so first I'll start talking about uh, the state of City Group. So currently we have somewhere around 25 total groups in Heart of the City Church, and that's pretty awesome. There's 25 people that open up, that lead, you know, that serve in different areas. Some of those groups are for service. Some of those groups are for just community. Some of those groups have special interests and focuses like Zumba or maybe it's just prayer or maybe it's, you know, just a man's group or a woman's group or things like that. But within all those groups, Father's Market, that's a service type group. Within all of those groups, we help on average per week about 400 people within Heart of the City Church. That's pretty awesome, right? 400 people grow deeper every single week, other than just on a Sunday morning, but sometime throughout the week. And I was like, wow, that is so amazing. You know, that was 86 people 12 months ago in this same church. So God is on the move, is he not? I mean, give him a hand for that. I want to tell you something, guys. I usually talk in a city group, and a city group is two ways. So I talk, and then people talk back. And often I learn as much as I teach, if not more sometimes. So, so in that, I need that kind of thing. But so I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, man, 400 people. That is so, go- so good. So God, right? But then I, he had this other thought for me. He goes, yeah, but 1,000 people sit in these brown chairs every weekend. 1,936 on Easter weekend. So 400. A thousand does anyone see the problem there here's the other problem there's only 25 people that are doing this right now leading a group okay somebody 400 divided by 25 is decent sized groups if we want to hit a thousand I need some more groups so I'm gonna tell you this God will call many of you to get involved in a group in fact I believe every one of you seeds that are planted alone usually give shade seeds that produce fruit are planted in groups think about it in a garden you don't plant one seed you plant multiple seeds because then that brings forth fruit planting a tree you may plant one seed and that tree grows and it gives great shade we're called to produce fruit though we're not called to produce shade okay so um Within this, you'll see a map going up in the vertical room in the next couple of weeks. It'll have uh, addresses around each one of the city groups that we currently have. We'll also use that in conjunction with adopting streets and neighborhoods because city groups are very much often the tool that God uses to bring impact outside of these four walls. You know, if we just meet on Sundays, God could feel neglected because that's one day a week. If the love of your life you only saw one day a week... I don't think they would feel like, wow, yes, you're giving me everything you have. So just a thought there. Um, Seth Owens once told me, and all of you if you were here that day, that whenever you preach or talk from this environment or teach, you have to include scripture or you're just talking. So, and I paraphrased, he did it way more eloquently than I did. But Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. You know, groups are for that. They're for that environment. We have our four G's, and our four G's, you know, we have the grace piece, which is where it all starts. Then we have the grow piece. Then we have the group piece. Now, in my life, the grow and the group were very much transformed. I had very little growth in my life until I got into a group. About 10 years ago, I went to my pastor at the time and I said, Hey, Pastor Bob. Some of you have met him, he's spoken here many times. I said, Pastor Bob, I feel like I'm called to more. I feel like there's more of a destiny than this. And he goes, Well, Bobby, are you in a small group yet? And I'm like, No. I just want to call to something. I'm called to, Why don't you get in a small group and in six to nine months come back and talk to me again? At first, I walked away and I was like, What? Man. Now I look back and I go, man, I must have felt like Naaman did when God decided he was going to heal leprosy by dipping in a river seven times. Don't discount the method that God uses to bring about the growth he wants to do in your life. And I want to remove one other burden. As Jay would say, this one's for free. I'm just kidding. No, no, that's not. Don't be be kidding. Here's the truth. Okay. I'm going to relieve you of the burden of comparison. You are not called to be the person sitting next to you. You are not called to lead a group in the same way J.O. does. You are not called to lead a group in the same way Ryan does, Amber, Emily, Ron, Brandon, myself, any of us. You're called to lead a group in the way God called you to do it. If you wanted their anointing, you'd have to live their life. You'd have to go through their pains. Each one of their moments created their testimony. Their misery has become their ministry the same way that your misery will become your ministry. We face an adversary. All of you know this. We face this adversary, and he will lose when we fight him with the power that is God on our side. Us plus God is the majority, Come right? On. We know this. But here's Come this on. crazy, crazy thought. The enemy went, man, I know this. So I'm going to avoid that confrontation. You know how he does it? He convinces you to believe the lie of disqualification. He avoids the confrontation of which he will lose by Letting you believe a lie that I'm not qualified. I can't do it. Guess what? I'm a sinner. I fall short frequently in the natural. It's only through God and Christ in me which you have access to that same power that I'm able to be victorious, that you're able to be victorious. So let me ask you a question, city group style. Ready? Hey, if you heard directly from God, do you think that would be a cool thing? Awesome. Hey, if God held your hand, do you think that would be a cool thing? Be pretty nice, yeah. Do you think if God spoke a destiny on your life and you fulfilled that, you'd be like, Yes, I'm in. I hope so. I would hope so, right? All of those things. But we have this scary thought in our lives. We talk about stepping out of the boat, right? And we look at that as like, oh my goodness, this is scary. How I many you guys feel that? You go, Man Lord, if I if I have to step, I just don't know what's gonna be down there. Well, God gave us a great example of what happens when we step out of the boat. His name was Peter. He was in a boat. Here's what happened when Peter stepped out of the boat. He heard from God clearly. He walked and fulfilled what God asked him to do, come to me. He started to fall. God grabbed his hand and walked him all the way back to where he was comfortable. He placed him in that. Now remember, this wasn't on the shore. This is out in the middle of the waters. That first step is scary sometimes. Sometimes we're like, waiting on the hand of God to move in our lives we're sitting there waiting God direct me and often that hand of God I imagine is standing right behind us going take a step you ever uh try and steer your car parked not in drive it doesn't work doesn't work I've tried
0: he's It doesn't some power steering man it doesn't work he's some power steering and my
1: first car was a 67 Bel Air and it didn't have Ooh. power steering it was like
0: <laughs> it just didn't go put the car
1: in drive let's move forward if you need information on how to start a city group, if God plants that seed in your heart, because I know he will in like five to 10 of you. He already told me that or I imagined it myself. I think it was him. <laughs> we need it, we need it. God reveals the need so that you can meet it. All of you need to get involved in a city group because that's where the growth will come. So today you're gonna hear from two great leaders, uh, two, actually four leaders from two groups. Um, it's Ryan and Aaron Sousley. It's our newest city group that just launched a couple of weeks ago. Cute. And here you hear from Emily and Amber, who is, who is, they lead our Moms Connect group. Yeah. And it's an amazing group of great yeah. relationship. So with that, I'm going to hand that over to them. And thank you guys very much for your time.
3: Woo. Good
4: morning. Good
0: morning. Good morning. You can respond to us too. Good morning. I know what that's like.
4: (laughs) Good morning. Okay, my name is Amber and this is Emily, and we lead Moms Connect. Um, Moms Connect was born about two years ago out of a desire for connection for women in this church. And I thought, first of all, we meet Thursdays here at the church in the vertical room from 10 to noon, and we provide childcare. When I say moms, I mean moms of any age. This year, we have been talking about mentoring, and Karen Appleby has been such an amazing resource for us. So when I talk to moms, that's moms of any age. We have a variety of ages, um, and so we invite you all. I thought there was no better way um, to express the heart of what Moms Connect is all about than to have Emily tell her story. Um, uh, Emily has been leading with me for the past four months, and so with that,
2: I'm going to give it
5: to you.
3: Hello.
2: Hi. Hi.
0: <laughs>
3: um, so my husband and our son George and I moved here this last summer. And then when we decided to make this our church home, um, it was still hard to feel connected because I mean, look at all these people out here. And and then we have four services, so I never knew if someone was new or if they've been there before, and and they just go to the 1130 service. I don't know. So uh, anyway, a friend of mine that I met in the church invited me to Moms Connect, and um, the first time I came, I didn't know what to expect, and I just walked into this room of all these awesome moms, and um, we went around the room, and we had to tell a little stories about ourselves, and these moms are like you know, I had my child poop on me before this meeting. And then this other mom was like talking about her kid having tantrums in the store. And I'm like, oh, these are real moms with real problems just like me. And (laughs) I'm not the only one that goes through all this. And so it was just this awesome community. And it really was awesome to feel connected with these other moms. And I feel like God has not intended us to be moms alone that can be a lonely place and he wants us to be with other people and other mentors and other mommies who do this same stuff every day and change diapers and do laundry and all these things that come with being a mama and um so anyway just to have this group of love and support we pray for each other we lift each other up we worship together and um just i just had a new baby and right before i had my son um One of our moms texted me and just said hey um i'd love to watch your son so you and your husband can go have a date night wow and um and just for free just because she's in the mom boat with us and she understands that we don't get that opportunity with a brand new baby coming (laughs) along and that's just what these moms are like they're just blessings in my life every day it's a gift to be part of this group and um so if you are a mom out there and you're just feeling kind of lonely or disconnected come on thursdays every other thursday and you will be so blessed because i have been so blessed
0: (laughs) that's wonderful come on
3: Uh, the
4: scripture that this group lives by is colossians 2 2 through 3 My goal is that their hearts would be encouraged and united together in love so that Mm. they might have all the riches of assurance that come with understanding so that they might have the knowledge of the secret plan of God, namely Christ. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in him. Um, We meet this Thursday. We encourage you um, to come out and check us out. We're there from 10 to noon. Like I said, we have childcare available and we meet here in the vertical room. Thank you.
0: Praise God. That's wonderful.
6: So, first of all, I want the name Amber. and phone number of the person great that offered job. free childcare for date night. That'd be great if you can just text that to me. Uh, we are uh, Ryan and Aaron Sowsley. and uh, our group meets on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., and we also have childcare you know, the, the purpose for our group is really threefold. Uh, the first one is accountability. You know, we, we kind of follow what uh, uh, what these guys put together every week called So What, Now What, and it's a list of questions that we go through that are referring to the previous weekend's sermon. And, you know, in First James, it says, you know, be not just hearers of the words and deceive yourself, but be also doers. So we want to hold each other accountable. And so that's kind of what Part of the group is we get together and we talk about, hey, how are you applying these truths that we learned last weekend to our lives? And obviously, we build each other up and everything else. The second part is love. And in First Corinthians thirteen, it says, you know, these things remain: faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is what? Love. Is love. And, and we've found out that you can't love people that you don't surround yourself with. You can't love no one. I know that's not good English, but you can't love that's
0: no one. That's good English. Huh? That's good English.
6: I was going to say it's J.O. English, but Come I didn't want to throw you under the bus. I love
0: it. That's good English.
6: You can't good love English. no one. And uh, so we, you know, we kind of looked at each other and said, we have a lot of love, but we don't hang out with anybody. We don't do life with anybody. We're super busy, just like I'm sure many of you are. But it's no excuse. You can't grow. You know, no man is an island. You can't grow by yourself. So that's the second part. And then the third part um, is about obedience. Everybody say Obedience.
0: Obedience. obedience.
6: So in Matthew 28, you know, before Jesus left us and gave us the Holy Spirit, he said, go and make disciples of the rest of the world. And like many of, us, like many of you, you know, we maybe never felt equipped or qualified to, you know, put that into action necessarily. And I want to let you know uh, that if you've had an encounter with Jesus, with the living God... Then you're qualified. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Preach, if you, baby. If you got baptized last week, you're qualified. Come if you on. just accepted Jesus last night, you came back today because you can't get enough, and you're in that you're still feeling that jacuzzi experience, that, that hot tub jacuzzi. high. You're qualified. And I just want to encourage you, do something. Not everybody's supposed to lead at this moment, but I do think that you should get involved somehow.
0: Yeah. Come on. That's awesome, Hi. man.
5: So when Bobby approached us and asked us if we'd be willing to lead, we were both like in our minds, like, we're not leading. We're just going to listen and smile. And we're way too busy for this. We have two kids, run a business. And all. before I knew it, I was picking up an application and Ryan's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. But <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> I just ghost. think we're supposed to do this. So we just jumped in and got this whole process. We've only, this is our fourth meeting on this coming Wednesday at seven. Um, But the whole time God's been giving me this scripture, Psalm 37 5, that just says, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he's going to act. And that has been so true and he's been so faithful. So if God may be Mm. planting that seed for you to lead a group, I would just say, trust him. He's going to take care of it. It's going to work out and it's going to be beautiful. Um, But for those of you that aren't attending a group right now, I want to speak to you right now because I know that Satan likes it when we isolate ourselves. I know that I can speak personally, that's happened to me before where I just get so busy and I end up isolating myself and my world starts to fall apart. Can anyone relate to that? Yeah, so um, in our group, we we do life together. It's community and we can share our struggles with each other. I know I've been to Moms Connect and that was huge for me being, being a new mom. In our group, you know, it's the same thing. Whatever you're struggling with, you know, Odds are that somebody else has been struggling with the same thing, but the thing is, they probably have a cool testimonial of how God has moved in that situation, and that's what we've been blessed with, with the people that have come to our group. Um, We have people that have been healing. We've been praying over people Mm. that are sick. Um, People that are in our group, you know, struggling with cancer. We've seen God healing them. Mm. Um, Family members of people in the group. We had somebody that was in Seattle that was in the hospital. Wasn't supposed to be released for months. And the day after we prayed as a group got released from the hospital. So, I mean, that's the power of God when we we get together. So I don't think I need to say anything else. Wow. (laughs) It's been beautiful. Come on Wednesday.
0: Wow. Wow. Come on. Praise God. Will you say city groups? City groups. Um, In closing today, all the city groups look a little different. Uh, How many of you right now are in a city group? Raise your hand. Keep it up for a moment. Keep it up real high. I want my leaders to look around. Uh, I want to challenge all those who don't have their hand up. One thing that I battle as a pastor is this old, old, old thing called 80-20. 20% of the people do all the work. 20% of the people do all the giving. 20, it's, it's 20-80. And you know what? I just don't see that biblically. Can you imagine 20% of the 12 disciples doing all the work? No. I am a full believer with all of my heart that 80 plus 20... Is 100. Yes. That we can have 100% participation of those in the areas that God calls us to. It's called the Great Commission. It's not the great suggestion. Yep. And when 100% of people are doing it, it, it it's, not, it's not the great omission. Yep. So I just want to encourage you. I want to uh, give you a couple of thoughts in closing right now. Number one, why should you be part of a city group? All of them look different. I meet with uh, a group of world changers on Friday, and they are world changers. We meet from 10.30 to 1. We eat together. We pray together. We sharpen one another. And it looks way different than a lot of the other city groups, but it's a group of people that I'm committed to that we meet every Friday. So every group looks a little bit different. But let me tell you what happens in this group. Number one, L and E. Love and encouragement. Love and enc- How many of you think that you need a little encouragement in life? Just raise your hand some of you don't, then you should lead a small group so you can encourage others. Beloved encouragement. I mean, that's Bible, that's community, that's the church right there in action. Number two, presence people. If you're here for the first time, I can usually tell when people are here for the first time, sometimes, because they, out of all due respect, they have hoot owl eyes like this. <laughs> Those people are a little different. See, we believe in the presence of God. Presence people. We believe in worship. God inhabits the praises of his people. So when we worship him, he comes. So why do you say that? Because presence, I mean, it was all about God's presence in the New Testament. They waited in a house. The presence of God, the Spirit of God blew into that house, and they were all filled, 120 of them, in a small group setting. You're here today because of Jesus 1, 12 disciples, 120 that turned into 3,000, and this thing has continued, but it was birthed out of small groups. Are you feeling me on that? We're presence people. We want to carry the presence of God. J.O., do you really want to experience the presence of God? Absolutely. Are you all about feelings? Well, if feelings has something to do with the presence of God, you dang straight. Because I want the presence of God like never before. Are you with me? Number three, sharpening and growing. Sharpening and growing. Iron sharpens iron. It happens in small groups. How many of you think that you could uh, use a little sharpening? We all do. Number four, healthy living. You see, we're all part of this body called Christ's body. He's the head. And you are not to do it alone. We're to be joined together, locked in, arm to arm. You might be a toe, somebody else may be an ankle, someone else is a forearm or an elbow or whatever part that you play. But man, God doesn't call us to be Lone Rangers and Jeremiah Johnsons. He wants us to be connected in a small group so that we can grow, grow healthy in health. Listen to this scripture. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ. Listen to this. From whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint, with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. When you're connected, listen, you're going to just naturally grow healthy because of what takes place in the body of Jesus Christ. Small groups. Number five, grow in word and truth. You go into these small groups, you're going to get the word and truth. And that's just a fact. God wants us over and over and over. Number six, community. Grow in community. We're the community of the church. God wants us to grow. Uh, You know, a lot of the small groups probably start out, some of them start out with food. I know Bobby's does. I know ours on Friday starts out with food because there's a beautiful connection of community and eating. And I mean, I could talk to you about eating in the New Testament. I mean, it's powerful. When you sit down to eat with someone, you actually, you had forgiven them or you were walking in peace with them and so forth and so on. The last one is this, number seven. It's a wonderful place to bring a lost individual that don't know Christ. My wife, I just left the gym that I managed year back in the day. I was on my cross rocket or sports bike, whatever you want to call it, and I go over by her apartment. She's coming out of her apartment and, you know, I had a crush on her. I was crushing. And so I asked her, I says, "Do you want to go to my to our church in the house?" That's what our small groups were. You want to come to church in house?" She goes, "No, look at me. I'm going to the gym. I'm I'm Catholic." And I go, "I don't I don't care about how, what you're dressed or Catholic or anything. Do you want to go to church in the house? I think you'll like it. She came to church in the house that night and got totally, radically saved. Uh-huh. That's my mama. See, that's his mama. Aren't you glad that she got saved? I'm super glad that she got saved because that gave me green lights to marry her. Amen. My point is, is this a wonderful place to bring lost friends and family? Uh, because in a gathering like that, it's just beautiful. Amen. We stand to your feet today. Everyone say small groups. small groups. City groups, amen. Hey, didn't they do a great job today? Yeah. We want to close. and You guys meet on what night, Dr. Ryan? Wednesday. One Wednesday and Wednesday, Wednesday. So that's a couple more for you to connect in. But I'm not looking for those just to go. Man, we got some people here that you need to step out of the boat. Step out of the boat and begin a small group we want to pray for you today would you just bow your head maybe you're here today and you're like wow that place is super exciting small groups and i don't even know jesus we'd love to pray for you to know christ today i'm going to close the service just want you to slip up front and talk to someone up here. Maybe you're here today and I, you say, I don't go to a small group jail because I don't feel comfortable in a small group. I deal with anxiety and I deal with panic and I deal with some emotional thing. I don't feel, I, I'm okay to slide into church and kind of camp out, but I, I don't want to go to a small group. You know, God wants to heal you of that. I used to be one of those people. I didn't want to be in any type of setting, group setting. If you're here today and Maybe you're struggling with small groups, insecure. Maybe there's an offense that you need to deal with. I don't know. Maybe you need prayer in any area. Marriage, business, health, finances. We want to pray for you today. Before I dismiss everyone, I'm going to give you a minute just to step out because when I dismiss, it gets kind of chaotic. If you need prayer in any of those areas, would you just step out? It's not to embarrass you. It just gets crazy when I say amen, you're dismissed. If you need prayer, you want to step out right now? Come forward. Come up to one of these folks. They'd love to pray for you. Just make your way on up here right now. Just give you thank you. Anyone else? Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for a beautiful day. We bless you. I bless every person here. We ask that you bless them. The blessing of the Lord that makes one rich and has no sorrow, let it be their portion. We thank you for our guests today. God, we love them to get planted here and be a community of believers with us going forward to change our world. Bless them now. Lord, I lift up every man, woman, every child, every relationship, marriage, family in Jesus' name. You protect them. Keep them this week. Bless our city groups, Father. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. amen. If you need prayer, they're up here. They'll wait for you just for a few minutes.